2015. Wait, we started in 2002. It is now 2015. So I think that marks our 14th year, the beginning of. Anyways, it is good to be here. Thanks for listening. And today on the show, I'm going to call my friend Michelle Trucks. Michelle has been working for us for, I always say, five years. I think it's close to 10 years now. And Michelle started off doing uh, booking for events at churches with us. And her job has moved into a number of things. One of the big things she does is work with people that are in the industry, women that contact us. And so if you're listening and you've never listened to Craig's Car Ride before uh, because you found this on this website called Bright Lights Big Cities, that's a new initiative that we have to launch 100 new ministries in the 100 largest cities in the U.S. So we put this podcast up there just for you to hear stories of somebody like Michelle, who is, don't tell her I told you this, she's a grandma, and she's that old, and um, she's a hip grandma though, so I, I don't give her a hard time for that. She lives in Delaware, which last I heard doesn't have a thriving sex industry, but from her little house there with 18 dogs, she's able to make a huge impact with women across the world that are in the sex industry. So how does a grandma connect with women in the sex industry? That's what we're gonna talk about today. Um, and I say grandma, I mean, once again, yes, she is that old to have a uh, grandchild, but you'd never know in talking to, to Michelle that that's the case. And the whole idea here is I've seen God use people in all walks of life in some incredible ways. Maybe today you're like, ah, how could God use me to do this? Man, never put God in a box like that. God can, if you're willing, you might, it might not be the, the thing that you thought God would have for you. But I challenge you, maybe, maybe you've never thought about the sex industry. Maybe you've never thought as you've driven by the strip clubs in your cities that that could be a place that you could end up having an impact in lives of women. That could be you. So today, if you're listening, that's kind of the challenge. Just kind of see what is around you. It might not have anything to do with the sex industry. Maybe it does. But there's opportunities, I believe, that we pass up every day because we think we're not qualified. Or we disqualify ourselves because of things that we've done, thinking God could never use you. God wants to use you. God, I, I believe, is using you, whether you know it or not. I'm, uh, like I said, on my way to Vegas, and when we started this ministry in 2002, if you know nothing about Triple X Church, you just found this this podcast. This ministry started because a couple friends of mine and our wives drove to Vegas in 2002 in a packed minivan, just like I'm in right now, with a bunch of stuff with this message that Jesus loves you. We didn't know if we'd be kicked out of a show. We didn't know what would happen. But what we know now, 14 years later, is the response was somewhat of a, of a thank you. Thank you for, for showing up here and not judging. Thank you for not condemning us. Thank you for not just being idiots, yelling at us or protesting. I was in Vegas last year and a woman walked by our booth and she said to her friend, those are the most legit people that are here. They've been here since I... I was 18. 
And I just kind of smiled as she said that because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I want people to take what we do seriously. I, I want people to respond well to the message that Jesus loves you. But when people talk about us, I want people to say, wow, th those people really are here because they care. It's fun as I go back to Vegas and we go across. Actually, there's a team headed to Vancouver the same weekend. Uh, we've got teams that go to Jersey, that go to Australia, that they really go all over the world through Triple X Church. And we take volunteers from across the world. Today, we have a group meeting us from Seattle and a group from Portland that are joining with us. And we get to share this experience now with people. So it's not just me and a few of our crazy friends. It's, it's volunteers that are living in cities that are going, hey, I think I can be a little bit of light in a dark room. And so if you don't know anything about what we're doing with Strip Church, what we're doing with Bright Lights Big Cities, this idea is we want to get people equipped and to understand that they could do more of this type of ministry on an ongoing basis in their cities. And so we're looking for 100 people that would start 100 new ministries in the largest cities in the world and head in and reach people in the strip clubs in those cities. We're going to show you how to do it. We're going to train you. We're going to bring you to Chicago for an event this summer. All that information uh, is on Bright Lights Big Cities. But to kind of show you and that we're just not crazy, that here's a woman like Michelle that has been impacting women in the industry for years. I thought she'd be better to talk to you than me. So I'm going to call her right now. My weekend was great. Thank you for asking. All right. That's good. Um, Michelle, I've uh, set you up wonderfully on this intro, and thankfully you never listened to the podcast, so any comments I made about oh, you, great. you being a grandma, I think they're true. I, I, said <laughs> you, I said you would never know you're that old and you're a hip grandma, minus the 18 dogs. Is that fair to say? Um, close. Sure. That's fair enough. Okay, fair enough. You, you, you know, you I'm, I'm so used to you picking on me, but the cool thing about this is that most people know exactly how you are. So I think I'm good. <laughs> exactly. How is that that I am? Uh, full of sarcasm. Oh, I, I, uh, yes, but, um, uh, anyways, Michelle, how, uh, Let's, let's, where do we begin? You started, let's just go back into, I kind of set up, you, you work for us. Um, but the job that you do now with a lot of people in the industry, I don't even think it's officially on your job description, if you even have a job description. But um, you kind of fell, <laughs> fell into that. And, and if I was to tell you 10 years ago, you would be working and you'd have friends, whether that's on Facebook or real time, real friends. Um, you'd have phone conversations with people in this sex industry. Would you say I'm absolutely crazy? Absolutely crazy. Out of your mind crazy. Yeah. 
for sure. For sure, because 10 years ago, um, I was struggling with uh, a marriage that was affected by pornography. And so for me, it became so personal that the women that were in the sex industry, you know, in my mind, were the women that my husband preferred to be with. So for you to tell me 10 years ago that there would be a day that I would actually, you know, have friends um, that are working in the sex industry, let alone that I would be mentoring or working with these women, yeah, I would have thought you were completely and totally out of your mind. And one of the first, um, you were living in Atlanta at the time. I said now you're in Delaware. Um, but in Atlanta, I remember you going into a, a what, what, what do you call it, a porn shop or a sex shop. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, tell me about that experience, why you were there and, and then what, what uh, maybe how your heart's changed since that initial trip to sure. a sex shop. Sure. Sure. Well, hopefully I can condense this to give you a little context. Um, you know, when I found out about my husband's porn addiction, I actually came across a box in our closet that was full of receipts. And as I looked through these receipts, and I just thought they were typical credit card receipts and he was saving when I was looking through them, I was like, wait a minute, these stores just sound a little bizarre. And so I started looking them up on the internet thought there's something really wrong here and so I actually got in my car and I you know I mapped it out and I drove to some of these places and what I saw devastated me obviously as a wife so that was prior to my coming to work for you or even volunteering for you so if we fast forward a few years later I'm working for you and that that's a whole nother story. I don't know how we'd go there, but um, it's all related. Um, I'm working for you, and you are getting ready to do some event with um, Striper in Atlanta and Ron Jeremy. And I got this idea in my head that I should take some of those uh, promotional flyers back to some of these places, that it would be a great way to promote um, the event because these people would be familiar with the Ron Jeremy name and maybe we could get some of these people to come out to the event. And so I thought, I don't know that I will even be able to find any of these places again. But lo and behold, I really believe that God just led the way. I didn't have the address booked out. It had been years since that previous, you know, experience. And I literally ended up right at the same intersection of the stores that I had been to some years before. And so I remember walking in to this first place thinking, what am I doing here? This is just so crazy. And I walked in and there was nobody there. Customers I remember seeing in the back. There was nobody there, which again to me is odd because all kinds of merchandise and, you know, say, hello, hello hearing from anybody and I've got these pamphlets in my hand and I just remember standing there looking around and I looked up and I saw this huge enormous just enormous beyond life size poster painting whatever you want to call it hanging on the wall 
of this completely stark naked woman. Huge boobs, big hair, tons of makeup, I suppose. But what I saw was something so compelling and something so beautiful that I stood there and I could feel the tears welling up in my eyes. It was such a crazy experience for me at the time. Because prior to that, you know, I had worked through some of my personal issues and some of my anger issues and even some of my judgmental issues. But I had never experienced true compassion for these women up until that point. And so if you fast forward now... Thinking, thinking, wow, she is the most beautiful woman I think I've ever seen. And with that, it was so hard for me to take my eyes off of her and, and leave, but I knew I needed to, to finish up what I was doing. So I just laid the pamphlets down, and I remember leaving the store, going out to my car, and when I got to my car, I just began to sob. And I asked the Lord right there in that moment, what was that all about? That had to have been one of the strangest experiences I've ever had. I didn't see a porn star. I didn't see the silicone. I didn't see, you know, the makeup and the crazy hair. I saw the most beautiful and amazing woman I had ever seen in my life. And it gives me goosebumps to talk about it now. And I remember clearly the Lord saying into my spirit, I didn't hear an audible voice, but I remember clearly hearing, remember the Lord saying to me, those were my eyes. I gave you my eyes for that woman. That is how I see her. And it's exactly how I see you. And that was it. I was undone. And I've never been the same. And, you know, it's, it's what it took. God had to do that. Not only bring me to a place of total surrender to be able to truly love and honor these women, but to be able to work alongside of you. And I think I remember at the time calling you, crying my eyes out, not even so much to share the experience with you, but to apologize to you. Because here I had been volunteering for you. I don't even know if I had come on staff at this point. I don't remember. But I remember having this urgency to call you and say, you know what, I've had something hidden in my heart that I need to share with you and I need to apologize. Because up until that point, I never really truly understood how any of the men from our ministry or any of our outreach teams never really understood how they could really truly 100% go to these shows, go to these outreaches, go to these places and truly love like Jesus without being sucked in. But God gave it to me that day. He showed me clearly that when he called you to something, he will give you his eyes. He will give you his purpose, and he will give you his intent, and you will be able to carry that in the fullness of what he's given you. And I think that began <laughs> an amazing relationship um, between myself and Triple X Church. Yeah, and what we're trying—no, I think it's incredible, and I think what we're what we're trying—you know, you know what we're trying to do? We're trying to get people 
those eyes that you talk about, we're trying to get people to, to kind of see these people with those eyes and not only see that, but actually be willing to do something about it. So you took that experience. So I think a lot of people can have an experience like that, but will they act on it? And talk to me now just about some of the, you've been fortunate enough now to have, to build some solid relationships with women whether they be strippers, prostitutes, porn stars, I mean, you name it, um, from right. all over the world. Um, yeah. You know, um, not hindered by, oh, I don't live in that city, but whether that's through Skype, through meetings, through, um, you know, Facebook, through phone calls, to really pour into these women. Um, and I would say, you know, you know this, but just if the audience doesn't know this, like we have some great people um, that have been volunteer with our ministry. The girl, uh, one of them I'm picking up right now, Rachel, to go to Vegas, it would be impossible for us to do what we do on a showroom floor without somebody like Rachel who is, if you've been around our ministry, you've seen, you've watched her. I mean, just this, she's a magnet for a lot of these women, but yeah. What people don't see then is behind the scenes. So in our ministry, actually, the, the person I'm headed to pick up right now to go to Vegas with us is Rachel. And if you've, you've been around our ministry, you've seen videos, you've heard about Rachel. We can't do what we do on a showroom floor as well uh, if we don't have somebody like Rachel. But we couldn't do this ministry for the years that we've done it with the impact we've had in the sex industry without somebody like Michelle who is behind the scene journeying with these women. So Michelle, a few, um, kind of explain how that looks like to people, how from your, you know, 18 dogs on your lap, you're able to have an impact with women in the sex industry. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty easy for me now, obviously. It's just you know, it just comes so naturally, but I can certainly see how someone would think, you know, well, how could I make a difference? Um, you know, Jesus did say um, very clearly, and, and we're talking about this now, trying to, you know, bring more women into the fold, so to speak. But Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So how do we do that? Well, for me, being here, and for anyone that would you know, sign up to join us that would come and be a part of our strip church network. You know, that's it. We network together. So it's so simple that you see a need, you meet a need. How do you do that? Well, for me, it's just getting to know somebody, whether it be reaching out, you know, with a phone call, reaching out onto Facebook, um, engaging conversation, just like any other friendship begins. It's not a job. It truly is something that comes from the heart. So if you feel that, yeah, you know, I really want to do something, but I just don't know how, you can trust that whatever that discernment or that little thing inside of you that says, well, I really do want to do this, but I don't know how, you can trust God with that. He will show you step by step. I mean, I did not have a manual when I walked into this. Um, and like you said, it really did just fall into my lap. And so everything that 
you know, we're doing now from behind the scenes really is spirit-led. It really is, you know, what God allows to unfold. So for me, you know, God's given me certain gifts that I've been able to use in my friendships with these women. For example, I feel like I have a very strong gift of encouragement. I love to write letters. I love to read the scriptures. So it's how hard is it to find an encouraging scripture, to write it down on a piece of paper, to stick it in an envelope, to write an address on it and stick a stamp on the envelope. It's not that hard. Someone receives that encouragement and you would not believe how it just brightens up their days. I have had some women call me years later that I never knew anything that I did made a difference in their life. And they would call years later and we would just cry together because they were so impacted by just the little things. Those little things really do add up. Yeah, and so I think a, a misconception with this type of work, you know, I mean, I've heard it for years, like, hey, I don't have this huge porn addiction story in my past. How could I help people, you know, that are porn addicts? And it's like, um, I don't think everyone has to have the same shared experience in order to reach these people. And so in that same way, there are a lot of people, former industry folks that have a heart and a passion that might um, want to start these kind of ministries or they might want to join alongside of you. But maybe speak to that, Michelle, because I think a lot of people go, well, I don't have a story. You know, it's like, well, how, what do I have in common? Um, and then we already kind of talk ourselves out of right. this before we even meet these people. So think about like that right. local person in their city. Maybe you're not the person going into a strip club. Maybe you're going to be the person that does the encouragement. Maybe you are that that person that can get into a door. You know, so it's like kind of how we need a bunch of different types of people to pull this kind of ministry right. out. Well, and I'll get really personal. Uh, you already know this, but, um, you know, I'll get really personal with it and share some things, you know, some things that came against me and thought, oh, I can't do this. You know, I, I obviously have had struggles with my weight throughout the years, up and down, back and forth. And so, you know, there have been many times that, you know, I thought, I can't do this. These girls will never relate to me because they're so thin and they're pretty and they're just so, you know, that whole facade of what you must have to look like to go and, and do this. Those are all lies. Um, these girls, <laughs> these girls need someone in their life that doesn't look like they are, that doesn't act like they are. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they have enough of that around them. What they do need is someone that's willing to have a friendly smile. And you can hear someone smile over the phone. You don't have to see them face to face. What they need is someone that is just willing to talk, someone that's just willing to listen, someone that's just willing to be a friend. So you don't have to have any type of um, uh, look or any type of requirement other than, I would say, a heart of compassion. Um, we've had women, oh my gosh, girls from 20 years old to 80 years old that have joined in this type of outreach, you know, um, 
different types of outreaches do different types of things. So we have teams that go to showroom floors and do outreach, but then in our church network, we have teams that go out and bring gifts to girls. Okay, so like you said, not everybody goes out physically, but it takes people to make those gifts, to wrap those gifts. You know, I've seen 80-year-old women tying bows around little bags or putting little notes of encouragement. Anybody can do this. And wait, that, just because I said your grandma, just to let them know, you're not 80, right? <laughs> no, I'm not 80. Okay, that's good. All right. All right. I'm just, you know, I don't want people to think you're that old, um, you know. Um, well... I'm not that old, but I am closer to 50 now than I am 40. Ouch. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, you are. So, hey, so if somebody comes to, uh, obviously, I mean, uh, I've talked about a little bit about this initiative that, that we've started called Bright Lights, Big Cities. You know, yes. we're, we're well on our way to uh, 100, basically having an impact in the 100 largest cities. Um, so if somebody's kind of on the fence and, you know, they're thinking about, joining us in Chicago for what we would say is this training, what would you, uh, what would you say they're in for? Um, you know, what, what should they expect? What, you know, talk to me about that. You mean if they were to come sign up and come to training? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, cause I think some people are, oh, why do I need a training? What, oh, there's going to be just this crazy group of, you know, people or I, I can't do this. This sounds too crazy. So, uh, tell me why some why somebody should come to Chicago. Um, I think coming to a training event will actually cast out every doubt and will answer every question that you have. Um, the nice thing about it too is that you have something in common with every single person there, and that is that they have heard some type of call in their heart that says, "I think I want to learn more about this." Every single person that's there has heard that same thing. And so you're all coming together and you're learning from the people that have been there, have done it, and are successfully um, doing it. And then the cool thing is not only are you getting the training and the, the questions answered, but you are already starting to become part of something. You're meeting other people. You're connecting with other women that are just like you in some way or another. Oh, that's good. So Bright Lights, Big Cities is the website. Uh, if you haven't seen it, we want you to check it out. That uh, That's kind of our, like I said, our initiative to get 100 uh, ministries started in 100 cities. Hey, we're not going to get there without people like you listening that go, hey, I could do this. And know this, just by signing up, coming to a training doesn't mean uh, you have to spend the rest of your life in a strip club reaching out to people in the sex industry. Maybe you get there and go, hey, this isn't for me. Or maybe you get there and go, yeah, I, I want to do this. Um, and if you look at that list and you're in a city that we haven't marked off as the hundred, we don't care. You know, you know we're trying to get those a hundred cities covered, but we're also trying to reach beyond that. So no matter where you're at, where you're listening from, where, where you live, uh, we'd love for it if you actually would take part of this Big Cities initiative. So go to brightlightsbigcities.com or go to stripchurch.com. We'd love to see you there.
Michelle just hung up on me. And my music went on. And I'm off to Vegas. So, hey, thanks for listening to Craig's Car Ride. Check out thestripshirts.com. Check out Bright Lights, Big Cities. We'll talk to you next time. TripleXChurch.com presents Craig's Car Ride. TripleXChurch.com.